Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Everyone has a story inside them. You may not have gotten around to writing yours yet, or maybe you've been writing your story round and round for years, and you're just not satisfied with the way your story is reading on the page. But that's because you may be more focused on the content of your story than its form, and form drives your story content. Today on Writer Unleashed, we'll explore the different forms of storytelling. I'll break down both the similarities and the differences between writing a memoir, a novel, and a short story, and we'll talk about some of the distinguishing elements of each. You'll discover the freedom that comes with form. Stay tuned. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Panuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Okay, so let's start with the obvious. What's the difference between fiction and memoir? Well, the implicit contract with the reader when they open a memoir is that it's true. It really happened. And the implicit contract with the piece of fiction is that it's made up. It's invented. But the lines between memoir and fiction are increasingly blurred. When I was getting my MFA in writing, we could choose between fiction and creative nonfiction. Now, creative nonfiction encompasses memoir, personal essays, and literary journalism, but I think it's safe to say that everyone in the creative nonfiction group that year was writing memoir. Now, during our orientation, one of my fellow students asked, what's the difference between fiction and creative nonfiction. And the teacher answered, it's all fiction. And what he meant by that is that whatever we write, whether it's an email or a letter, a novel, short story, or memoir, whether it's based on a true story or invented out of whole cloth, there's always some artifice involved. We select which details to include, and we slant those details a certain way to get a certain effect or to get a certain response. And when it comes to writing from real life, our memories are subjective and not really that accurate. 
Did you have that conversation with your brother in the parking lot or in the kitchen? Do you remember what he said verbatim? Probably not. And you can bet that your brother's version of that encounter is a lot different than yours. Our memories are not reliable when it comes to the facts of past experience. Our memories are more reliable when it comes to the emotional impact. And really, that's all that counts. It's not the facts of your experience that make your story powerful. It's the emotional truth. Now, many fiction writers are writing thinly veiled memoir and memoir writers still need to use the same techniques that fiction writers do. Memoir, just like fiction, needs to be shaped and structured. There has to be selection. It's not a whole life, but a piece of it. My friend Martha Frankel, who wrote one of my favorite memoirs, Hats and Eyeglasses, once said that if your life is a pizza, your memoir is a slice. Now, there also has to be plot in a memoir. You have to still engage the reader sentence by sentence, just like you would in a novel or a short story. Now, I am an autobiographical writer, so everything I write is rooted in lived experience. When I was first writing fiction, every story was based on something I experienced or someone close to me experienced. But there was a lot of invention and bending of the truth. I changed names, I changed genders, I turned a close friend into a mother, and I was always pulling from different strands of experience from different time periods and different places, but it was always rooted in things that really happened. And even when I took a nonfiction writing workshop, I couldn't stick to the truth. I always had this urge to make things up or alter it. So my impulse was to write fiction. These days, however, I'm more drawn to the memoir form. I don't have the same urge to alter things. I just want to get closer to the truth of what I'm writing about. And I'm not as concerned with hiding behind the disguise of, I made this all up. The one thing I don't want you to do is to try to write against your impulses or write in a particular form because you think it's going to sell or you think it's going to appeal to a certain audience. Don't bend to the invisible whims of the market. So are you a fiction writer at heart or a memoir writer? Are you a novelist or a short story writer? Or are you all of these depending on what story you're telling? If you base a story on a real event and don't want to alter it and don't want to hide behind a a character, then you're probably more drawn to memoir. But if you have an impulse to take your real life events and bend and alter and mix things up, or if your impulse is to invent worlds out of whole cloth, then you're writing fiction. So here are some general differences between fiction, and memoir, and then we'll break down the differences between novels and short stories. So generally, short stories and novels are more concerned with story, meaning a character wants something and pursues it despite obstacles, despite resistance. 
memoirs are more concerned with self-identity or self-acceptance, self-knowledge. Now, these are generalizations. Of course, short stories and novels can also be concerned with an exploration of self. And memoir still uses the techniques of character development and scene and dramatic tension and suspense. So the storytelling techniques are for the most part the same. A memoir is generally constructed more like memory in brief episodic flashes from the perspective of the central consciousness, consciousness, which is the author. But a novel or short story can also be constructed that way. Again, these are generalizations. So when deciding what kind of form for your story, it really depends on what kind of writer you are and what your impulses are. So when I first started writing fiction decades ago, I set out to write a novel. And if you've listened to episode 41, you know that I gave up on that project after a few months. Now, I didn't know at the time that short stories were even a thing until I started taking writing workshops. And after my first workshop at NYU, what I discovered was that I was more drawn to the short story form. I wasn't a novelist. I was a short story writer. And like I said, these days, my impulses are drawn more towards memoir. Sue Silverman, who wrote the memoir, Because I Remember Terror Father, I Remember You, started out writing her experiences as fiction, probably because she felt safer approaching her life story, her material, this way. But her stories never really worked. And then one day her therapist said, Sue, why don't you just write it as a memoir? And so she did. And then she went on to write other memoirs that were kind of based on the same offshoot of the same experience that she wrote in her first memoir. But at heart, she was a memoir writer, not a fiction writer. So again, trust your impulses. If your impulse is to alter and invent, it's fiction. If your impulse is to keep to what really happened as an excavation of self, you're writing memoir. Okay, so let's talk about the difference between short stories and novels. Short stories are more tightly constructed than novels. It's all about economy. Novels have more time to build and establish the conflict, but a short story needs to establish the conflict on the first page. Short stories are more similar to poems than they are to novels. Many short stories use metaphor as a unifying element. So, for example, in Amy Hempel's short story, In the Cemetery Where Al Jolson Was Buried, she uses the image of the chimp who uses sign language, and she uses that image three times in the story, and each time that image gathers meaning. Novels can also use metaphor, but it's not necessarily a main organizing element. Short stories rely more on nuance. You have to say a lot with a little. So a single gesture or description of setting can reveal a lot about a character. So character is the centerpiece of a short story. Plot is secondary, but a short story is always character-driven. At least the best short stories are always character-driven. A novel has more room for digressions, 
backstory and flashbacks. With a short story, there's not as much room for those digressions, and there should be less exposition. Now, you don't want too much exposition in your novel or memoir either, but it's a definite no-no in a short story because it's all about economy in a short story. Short stories tend to illuminate a defining moment in time, and everything in the story is leading to that moment, and it's set in motion at the very beginning. Novels, on the other hand, can have subplots and parallel plots to illuminate the main plot. So the canvas for a novel is much larger than the canvas for a short story. So now that we know the difference between the forms, let's break down some of the distinguishing elements of each. Memoir. Okay, so memoir, like novels, rely on plot structure, but there's a a slight difference. There's the horizontal plot, which is what happens, and then there's the vertical plot, which is the emotional journey, the emotional transformation. Now we can say the same for a novel or short story, but in memoir, the emotional journey is the story. It's what we read memoir for. Memoir also uses character development, but the main character is you, the writer. You're writing from a persona. So you take on a persona. You're the main character in your story. You're the hero of your story. But you need to be just as complex as any fictional character. In other words, you need to own part of your story. You want to avoid the victim story. Now, even a novel or short story can fall into the victim trap, but it's much easier to fall into the victim story when writing memoir because mostly we're writing from trauma. To avoid the victim story, you need to explore how you are implicated in what happened. So for example, Krista Pavarani's memoir, Her, uh, is about her dealing with the loss of her twin sister who died from a drug overdose. Now, in her grappling with her grief, what she did was start experimenting with drugs herself, I think unconsciously really to feel closer to her twin. And so she was dealing with all this grief, but it was buried. So it's really about her coming to terms and realizing and and healing from the grief of losing her twin. Now, what makes memoir different and maybe harder to write is that you have two different voices to integrate into the story. You have the voice of the innocent, and you have the voice of experience. The voice of experience is the one telling us what's happening. It's the horizontal plot. The voice of innocence is saying, this is what happened to me. And that's really the vertical plot. So the voice of experience is the one that's gaining wisdom and insight through the telling. And the equivalent of this in a novel or short story is the retrospective narrator. So the narrator has lived through the experience and is telling through the lens of experience, through the wisdom of having lived through that experience, and the flashbacks are told through the lens of the innocent. So let's talk about what makes a novel distinct. And this is something I learned from one of my teachers, Douglas Glover. 
One of the main things that makes a novel different from the memoir or short story is the use of subplots. Now, these plots give the novel a resonance and this echoing effect that gives the novel depth and aliveness. Now, in order to create subplots, you need to know your main plot and how that works first. So, for example, in Anna Karenina, the main plot involves Anna's tragic, adulterous affair with Vronsky. That's the main plot. The subplot is the antithesis of that. It's Levin's faithful and happy marriage to Kitty. So the subplot is the opposite of the main plot. And then we have a third plot, which I'll call a parallel plot. Oblonsky is also having an adulterous affair. So the parallel plot is congruent with the main plot. So subplots and parallel plots revolve around um, a second or third set of characters who have a close relationship to the main character. So for example, the main plot is between Anna and Vronsky. The subplot, the the successful marriage is between Levin and Kitty. And the smaller parallel plot is between Oblonsky, Anna's brother, and his wife, who's Kitty's sister. Now, ideally, a novel has at least one subplot. In a short story, you don't need any sub or parallel plots. Now, let's talk about the short story. What is a short story? A short story involves a conflict between A and B. And this conflict develops through a series of actions where A and B get together again and again and again. You want them, uh, you want A and B to get together at least three times. That's always the magic number. It can be more, but you want at least three. So conflict is embodied once and again and again. A and B can be two people in conflict, or it can be competing forces within the character, or it can be a combination of both. It's articulated differently each time A and B get together. So conflict, let's just back up a little. Conflict is any relationship of opposition. It doesn't have to be vitriolic or good versus bad. When I say opposites, I'm talking about opposing actions or opposing intentions or opposing desires. Basically, A and B interfere with one another. The main character is tested every time he or she encounters opposition related to that same conflict. So conflict is embodied through this set of actions or events, and this draws us deeper into the moral structure of the story and deeper into the emotional life of the character. Now, Anne Lamott has this great way of showing conflict by using the stuck elevator scenario. So in a short story, you put A and B into an elevator, and then you get the elevator stuck. So A and B fight each other, they rest, they fight again until A wins or B wins, or they resolve things or they find a way to get out of the stuck elevator together. So what I want you to take away from this is that form forces depth and change in a character. Form opens up space in your work. It doesn't restrict it. It actually gives you more creative freedom. Now we've covered a lot, so let's recap. Number one, form drives your story content and gives you more creative space.
Number two, whether you write fiction or memoir depends on what kind of writer you are, what your impulses are, and what kind of story you're telling. And this can shift throughout your writing life. Number three, what distinguishes memoir from fiction is integrating two voices, the voice of the innocent and the voice of experience. Now, novels and short stories can also use these two voices as in the retrospective narrator, but they're always used in successful memoir. Number four, novels use at least one subplot to deepen the scope of the story. Short stories can also use a subplot, but don't have to. And number five, short stories focus on character and a central conflict, A versus B, that's dramatized through a series of actions where A and B clash once, twice, three times, or more. At least three times. Three times is the ideal number, but it could be more. So whether you're writing a memoir, a novel, or a short story, you may want to borrow some techniques from one or two of these other forms and adapt it to your story. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Writer Unleashed. More free resources are available at nancypannuccio.com. So head on over there to grab your gifts. And if you want to connect with more like-minded writers and with me, join us in our private Facebook group over at facebook.com slash groups slash writer unleashed community. It's totally free to join. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Till then, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.